Hello. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to episode two of This, this Things, Things I, I Believe. Believe. <laughs> I'm your host, Amy Martin. And I'm your other host, Sharon McKellar. Yeah, there's another host. Um, thank you for coming back and listening to episode two. That's real, real brave of you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this might be a good moment to mention that I did not edit episode one at all, and I don't plan on editing episode two at all. Yeah, I thought it was perfect, exactly how it was. So. I couldn't have pointed out any improvements. I am going to try a little harder this time to breathe less audibly. Um, I'm just going to not breathe, actually. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's thinking with your brain. <laughs> um, anyway, I could edit it and then I would post it in like two weeks when I yeah. had time to edit it. Or Nobody I could not that. edit it and post it tonight. And right. I know at least one man named Buster is like hitting refresh right now <laughs> waiting for this thing to pop up. Oh man, when are they going to finish the podcast? So this is for you. you got to have my podcast. Buster. <laughs> I just gave you a finger gun. Hey Buster. She really did. Wow. Um, so should we talk about reflections from last episode? I guess we kind of yeah. did. But. Well, so if you listen to podcast episode one... You met us. Yes. You learned that we're librarians. Yes. Who are friends. Yes. And we talked about how there are many neat and believable things that I believe in. And and that I would disagree with them. They are neat. I'll agree with the neat part. Sure, yeah. But you do not believe in them. But I don't believe in them. Many of them I was thinking about. Like, I did... Like, I was very fascinated by a lot of this stuff when I was Mm -hmm. young. Yeah. Like... Yeah. I read about them and I like to watch things, and, mm-hmm. but I don't believe. And I still am fascinated by the stuff I don't believe in, like the TV show that I sent you today yeah, yeah. about my, it was called The Ghost Inside My Child. Well, we will watch that and report back. I'm very, very, very excited that yes, this TV show exists. Exactly. It is a reality TV show about parents who believe their children have had a past life and they are exploring the nature of that past life with their child. So. Through the format of reality television. Um, I'm really excited to watch it. Yeah. I, I don't know that I think this actually happened to these kids. But, but who knows? Who knows? Maybe it'll make me a believer. <laughs> that would be the one thing <laughs> that could do If there was anything I was going to do, it, yeah. it would be reality TV. You know, I have, um, this week I've actually been thinking a lot about the nature of believing, which is, you know, these are things that I kind of sit around and think about sometimes. But um, this has been a big week for believing or not believing things with the hearings for Brett Kavanaugh and the testimony of Dr. Christine Blasey Ford. And um, the one thing that I Fake news. Yeah, it didn't happen. Sharon doesn't believe in it. Um, (laughs) Sharon and I I both... I don't believe in the testimony. I think I can can speak for both of us and say that Sharon and I both believe Dr. Ford and think she is awesome for doing what she did. Um, And... Uh, I the thing that caught my attention right away after it was over was people, mostly Republicans, but not all. Like yeah. there was some on both sides of the fence who were saying, you know, I believe them both, and I was like, but wait, she stated with one hundred percent certainty this particular person assaulted me, and that particular person stated, no, I absolutely did not do that. So those two things are direct opposites. You can't possibly believe both things. So I thought about this also Mm -hmm. after you pointed it out. And I decided that the closest excuse I can come to for people who say they believe Mm -hmm. both things Mm -hmm. is that they 
believe that both people who are testifying mm-hmm. are speaking their own truths. Yeah. Like so they like they believe, believe the they're that saying. Yeah. she believes it happened and mm-hmm. they believe that he believes it didn't happen. But sure. that it's not yeah. mm-hmm. speaking about what actually happened. I could see that interpretation of it. I think it's entirely possible he does not remember uh, yeah. that it happened well, uh, because it was, it just was a biggie. blip in yeah. his life. Like, yeah. It yeah. was the kind of thing. He, it was a Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't mean I believe him, but I could see right. how someone would... Yeah. Think of the word believe in that way. Yeah. Well, so searching for answers, I Googled the word believe and um, I found the uh, uh, Merriam-Webster, or, you know, whatever dictionary pops up first, their definition of believe. And I was interested to see that there was a definition that was like things that you feel faith in yourself are true. But mm. there was a second definition that was like things that you accept as true. Hmm. I was like, well, that's interesting because you could technically accept something but not actually feel the truth of it huh. in yourself. Yeah. Um, it also, like, for me, there's a, there's a component of belief that's about weighing evidence. Yes. And, like, comparing the pieces of evidence that exist that you have access to. That's, yes, that's and, basically all belief for me. Right, yeah. <laughs> and there's, like, nothing, <laughs> nothing about that. So yeah. the internet let me down. Well, I started to read a book called Super Sense, Why We Believe in the Unbelievable, because I wanted to understand Amy better. <laughs> That's <laughs> the, really sweet. But the only thing I learned so far is that um, Mussolini, when he was giving speeches, if he believed that someone had the evil eye trained upon him, <laughs> he would touch his testicles for protection. <laughs> so, Super Sense, Why We Believe Which, in the like... Unbelievable... <laughs> Chapter, um, yeah. I skipped right to chapter nine, the biology of belief, page 223, and that was right on that page. You know, I'm totally going to try that, that, so, that particular meeting at work that you know I just like so greatly. Yeah. Just going <laughs> to give yourself a little rub. Uh, nothing, nothing, <laughs> just, you know, taking it in. I'm really Anyhow. just considering. <laughs> so. Yeah, anyway. Mussolini. Ah, what a guy, Mussolini. what a guy. Yeah. So, um, well. We, we did select a topic for this week. We're not just going to keep doing this. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> and our topic for this week is souls. Souls. Do you believe in souls or no. do you not believe in souls? Oh, over. We're done. <laughs> uh, and the reason we selected souls mm-hmm. among our giant list, which we went over last week, so listen to episode one if you're curious about our other topics. Catch up. Is because souls, I mean, it's big and it's broad. Mm-hmm. But it also is a component of a lot of the other more detailed things we'll talk about. For example, mm-hmm. soulmates. Soulmates, yes. Um, I kept finding myself running into the same sort of side street when I was doing my reading, my research for this episode, because so much of what I think gets to be conflicting about beliefs about souls is has to do with the afterlife. Yes. Yeah. So there you go. Totally. That's another one that we're going to talk about. And, like, past lives and all of that Past shit. lives. Right. Animal Familiars came up, actually, I listened to an episode of another podcast today where they talked about traveling souls, mm. and they talked in great detail about the family pets who were traveling with them throughout their lives, which is a slightly different concept than Animal Familiars, but not yep. super far off. You would have hated this show. That sounds probably amazing. Probably don't. Probably don't. Maybe listen to it. I, I mean, I might listen to it because yeah. I'll send I it to you. like to hate listen. Yeah. It's a good one. <laughs> So, I believe deeply in the soul. No. 
No. Wrong person. Amy, go. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> um, so I do believe in souls. And having said that, I started to do some reading because I was like, okay, well, you know, what exactly am I going to say about this? And um, so I went straight for Wikipedia and was reading. <laughs> As clearly did I. Because is... <laughs> it's printed out it's and on the table in front of us. Yeah. Um, and I did some, I read like half the article, but it's really long and it's kind of boring. Um, and it just kind of goes over all the major religious traditions and how they think about souls. And I realized at some point in all this research, I read like half of a New Yorker article and not like one of the tiny ones, but like one of the really long ones. And it was good. It was about this guy named Daniel Dennett, I think. Dennis Dennett. Um, he's like a neuroscientist who wrote a book that people say proved the existence of the soul, but as a science thing, it was, I don't know. It was good. I didn't understand Daniel it, Dennett. Daniel Dennett. Consciousness. Yes. Explained. Or That's exposed. the guy. Consciousness along with, explained. Along with Richard Dawkins. Mm. He's one of the... Uh, one of the well, four horsemen of the new atheism, or there yeah. was some phrase like that that popped up. Yeah, they're almost anyway, unfortunately. That's a bummer. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I was hoping to find some like kind of theories of the soul, which I didn't really find, which kind of surprised me. Um, so I started putting together my own theory about souls um, and what they are and where my beliefs about them come from. And I identified um, three pieces of literature that have been influential to me in my lifetime in my beliefs about the soul. Um, and those are, uh, number one, Short Circuit, the movie. <laughs> number two, the Simpsons Not episode. What I was expecting. <laughs> the Simpsons episode where Bart sells his soul to Millhouse. Oh my God, I love that episode. Yeah, I think it's one of the best ones. And number three, that class I took in college where we read all the different versions of Faust. I did not read any versions of Faust ever. Yeah. And here's an interesting place where Sharon and I did diverge. Last episode, Sharon said that she studied psychology in college, and we were talking about where we came from and our, how our beliefs formed. I studied literature, and I still, my job is really centered on literature now, so I spend most of my life sort of doing literary interpretations of various types. And so I guess it kind of makes sense that my interpretation of life is a little more like, well, it could mean this, or... The triangle could represent uh, love, and I don't know. Um, that's kind of how I think about it. So should I go through my examples? <laughs> the triangle represents being gay. Oh, I didn't get that the first read. Okay, go ahead. But, okay, okay. so the movie Short Circuit, um, it came out in the 80s. It's about a sassy robot in a line of robots that are not very sassy, and the robot at some point in the beginning is struck by lightning and becomes alive. And there, I had spent some time doing research today, which meant that I watched a bunch of clips of short circuit scenes. Um, and there's like the part where he gains the power of life. And then after that, he's like moving through the hallway with the other robots, but he doesn't know how to do it. He can't just follow the directions like they are. Also, I discovered, interesting side note, um, the amazing world of YouTube comments on short circuit clips. Um, and I actually think these are a little bit worth looking into. Ah, damn it. It's a thing. It's an ad. This is why we don't edit, because we love the natural. The natural look. Let me just, how do I not do this? Okay. Oh, I can't even see the comments. This is boring. Okay. Oh, someone has said, you see that robot get hit by lightning? 
Yeah. Let's touch it. Howard, what's so safe about blowing other people up? Um, because they're trying to blow us up first. Um, they're pointing out various parts of the movie that they really loved. The whole fiasco was Norman's fault. Way to go, Norman. Um, yeah. Anyway, so Johnny Five comes to life. And then, like, a lot of the movie is just about the people around him determining how and why this robot is now alive. And he does do a lot of reflecting on, like, a soul. And do I have a soul now? What does that mean? And the scene, the pivotal scene where they decide he actually is alive is when Steve Gutenberg um, tells him a joke and he laughs at it. Hmm. Yeah. I watched this movie many times. I'm just making a list of things this made me think of. Okay. That are my own media. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Simpsons episode where Bart sells his soul to Melhouse. Um, if you haven't seen it, Bart writes down Bart Simpson's soul on a piece of paper and sells it to Melhouse for $5. But then all this weird stuff starts happening. He's like the automatic doors at the Quickie Mart don't open for him and his pets hate him. And um, his mother like can't interpret what's wrong with him and like all this crazy stuff. And that one made me realize that there's uh, there's this kind of conflation of the soul with goodness because people are basically reacting to him as if he's not, as if he's become evil. And I don't, I don't personally believe that your soul is inherently good or evil or whatever. I just think it's like kind of the nature of you and the things about you that aren't your body. Um, and then I read a whole bunch of versions of Faust in that class that I took in college. Um, and Faust is a story where Dr. Faustus is very disappointed with his life. So he decides to sell his soul to the devil in exchange for all the pleasures that are available to him. Um, and in the, we read the Goethe version in this class and then like a whole bunch of other ones on top of that. And in the, in the Goethe version, he doesn't go to hell at the end. The devil doesn't get his soul because he's a Christian. He's been saved. So I was like, well, that's kind of cheap. <laughs> um, but also because his girlfriend like begs for his mercy. Anyway, um, those were all times in my life that I did a lot of thinking about souls. Um, I still don't totally know what exactly they are, but I think they're like you beyond your body um, and the thoughts and impulses that make up you and the memories. I am not 100% sure that there's a consciousness to the soul that lasts after death or in perpetuity throughout the rest of history, but I have various theories about it, but I'm yapping, so, okay. Okay. Well, now I feel like I need to list three pieces of media, <laughs> all of which came to me during this conversation. Mm, okay. One I will mention just because, if you haven't read the book, The Wild Robot. I actually haven't. You should, because I hadn't seen Short Circuit, mm. and your description of it was very similar to The Wild Robot. Well, now and we I know think, where Peter Brown ripped it off from. Yeah. <laughs> but I think you would enjoy it, because it's a similar, okay. it's a robot, and he, like, basically crash lands on an island and he becomes a father and he mm. um starts talking to the animals and becomes more oh. human and okay. then but like the yeah. humans don't want him to be human and the other robots don't want him to be and there's a sequel mm -hmm. where he's like trying to escape from the farm anyhow okay um two is um the exorcist just because i saw it the other day oh i've never and, seen it um the demon takes her over, and it's awesome. I've mm. never seen it either. Yeah. Uh, so just, you know, souls, devils, whatever, <laughs> exorcist, it's Halloween. Yeah. And then you made me think, I can't believe I didn't think about it before, but oh my gosh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer is mm. like so about souls. Like yeah. Angel is 
cursed mm-hmm. to be a vampire with a soul so that he feels mm. like guilt about yeah. every terrible thing he's done through all time. And mm-hmm. then he becomes the big bad in the season where he he has a moment of happiness, a.k.a. he mm-hmm. and Buffy hump. And Ooh, he's so happy yeah. to finally get some yeah. that he uh, the curse is lifted. Oh. And... He loses his soul again, and then he becomes like totally, totally evil, and he's the oh, big bad no. again. And then, wow, that's a bad twist. Spike, who's a much, much, much better character, okay, and who is uh, way hotter than Angel. Accepting these things that I sense are controversial in um, some circles without without arguments. You would trust me. I've never you, seen would, it. you would agree. <laughs> anyway, Spike actually like goes through all these trials and tribulations to get his soul. So like mm-hmm. he like chooses to become a soul oh. being. Anyway, all of that is to say I don't believe in any of those things, but it's interesting <laughs> media. That is similar to the media yeah. that you have And you did reflect on and souls. I, and they did make me reflect on souls. I just yeah. came to a different conclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, but interestingly, maybe not that different. So hmm. um so you said that for you, like, the soul is, like, the things about you that aren't your body. Mm-hmm. And I guess for me, it's, it's like, it's a little bit semantics a little in bit. that mm-hmm. I just think those things are your body. Yeah. So, yeah. so to me, it's, um, and psychology versus literature in a way makes sense yeah. too, especially because mm-hmm. I studied neuropsych, but like, if you want to call things like your personality and your emotions and your intellect and mm-hmm. your consciousness a yeah. soul, I can agree with calling it that. But mm-hmm. to me, it's neurons in your brain firing electricity mm-hmm. that shoots down your body. And yeah. the second that your brain stops working, that just doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not right. separate from your body in any way. It is your yeah. body. Yeah. Um, you said the word impulses at some point, which I like wrote down only because for me, it literally is impulses. Like mm-hmm. it is actual electrical impulses that create mm-hmm. the you of who you are. Right. And, yeah. um, and it is, it's complicated, right? Like mm-hmm. I spent much of my childhood being like, so like your brain <laughs> is thinking about itself. I hope you sound When you think about like what this. your brain is thinking about. Did you ever try to call yourself on the phone? Yes. <laughs> and you sort of half expected to hear yourself yes. be like, oh my God. So like it is complicated, right? It's crazy that like electrical impulses, like I get why people want to take it to a different place, right? Mm-hmm. That it's hard. Right. It's hard to imagine that that's just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. nothing. Right. Or that like the electrical impulses that create one person couldn't just make the same person in another body. Exactly. If it is just impulses. Exactly. And yeah. and that's kind of the weirdness of beings anyway, right? It's uh-huh. like you're just a combination of like not that many whatever. I'm going to talk about things I don't know about, but not that many uh-huh. genes and chromosomes and whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But like yet we somehow all look a little mm-hmm. different and act a little different and the things that we do in our lives and the places we live and the things we go through mm-hmm. change the way our brains and bodies work. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And, and one of the things that was interesting to me, which you kind of hinted at when I read about the soul was like, there's the idea of the soul that can be either mortal or immortal. And so to me, if you're talking about a mortal soul and you're willing mm-hmm. to acknowledge that the mortal soul is really just kind of parts of your body working together, mm-hmm. then sure, great. Right. It's when you talk about the yeah. immortal soul or the idea right. that the soul exists beyond the body mm-hmm. or like 
once yeah. your brain shuts down that there's a something that there's, there's something there's lasts. some something of you that's mm-hmm. still there that, that sticks around and I am just like yeah don't I just don't yeah and I do think it lasts. I don't know what happens to it. And I don't know in what form it lasts. But I think that um, I was thinking about the immortality piece because I was actually kind of surprised to see that pop up in the definition of the word soul. Yeah. It's, it's just never felt like the most important part to me. But um, but then when I thought about it more, um, I realized that people do have lasting impacts beyond their lifespan um, and that, you know, if you wanted to even take this really like neurosciencey approach to souls and say that it's these collections of impulses and all that, but, um, the things that you do in your life continue to impact the people around you yep. long after you are alive. That is true. If you've been a creator of art or like works of literature, then those things could last a long time. Um, the people who have been around you in your life will treat other people in their lives in a way that you influenced Um, And so that will carry on across, you know, Mm -hmm. many, many thousands of years, um, in theory. In theory. Um, A butterfly flaps its wings and whatever (laughs) happens somewhere. Yeah. I mean, maybe souls are like the butterfly wing ripple. Yeah. Somewhere in the future. Um, Unexpectedly, we are (laughs) coming to almost a middle place of not that strong of disagreement. Yeah. But again, with, with it being sort of semantics, right? It, yeah, and I did I did kind of realize this is a little bit semantics. Although, when I stop and question myself, I do have... So, like, I was pregnant before. I'm pregnant now, and I was pregnant earlier this year also, and I had a miscarriage. Um, and the first time I was pregnant, I got really tripped out on this idea of, do I have two souls in my body now? Right. And, like, for some reason, I had this really strong feeling that they were both inside my body which is like up for debate (laughs) if you believe in souls like where are they right um but I was I was really like what does that mean there's two souls in my body and like what is my soul and what's the baby's soul and is it soul contained in the boundaries of this you know thing that it's sitting in and all that um and it was you know mostly it was just like "Eh, I'm just gonna I'm thinking about this a lot but it did kind of freak me out um and then when, when I found out that it was the nature of the miscarriage was, uh, what's it called? Blighted ovum, mm-hmm. where there's, an, there's a sac, but nothing ever, or at least nothing perceptible grows inside of it. And that, to me, was like, that was kind of the mindfuck of this miscarriage, because my question had been so much about like the soul of this, of this little person that was growing. But then when I actually looked in there, there was no little person growing. It was just, <laughs> just the amniotic sac. And I was like, well, was there a soul? Was there another one? I don't know. And, yeah. then, and now it's just like it's left me with big questions. Whereas if it had been like an embryo that started to develop, I could, you know, just say like, yeah, well, there probably was a soul attached to that thing. And yeah. Yeah. I do know one of the comforting things after the miscarriage was when my tarot reader told me that some people believe the thing about like a soul will come to you once, twice, three times, you know, and keep trying to come through. And so maybe like if you think of, and she wasn't saying this is what I believe, but just saying that. And if you think about it that way, like maybe the same soul will come back at a time that's better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of this stuff, it's like, there's, there's a comfort in belief. Yeah. And it's a comfort that I sometimes wish I had. Like, mm-hmm. 
a lot of this kind of gets to things like life and death and as Amy knows, grief is a big topic for me, and I just did this mm-hmm. zine about grief that I finally finished and sent out to people. So I keep like every Makes day cry. getting another message. Just today, I got another message from someone <laughs> who was like, "I love you. You made me cry." I hope um, you're enjoying the fact that you're making <laughs> I, I, every, I'm just making every people sob across cry. the world. Um, but like one of the things I talk about in there is how like, and I don't talk about it extensively, but just like the the desire, like. I don't wish I believed in things I don't because that doesn't make mm-hmm. sense, but yeah. that that I can acknowledge that like some mm-hmm. of this would be easier if I had yeah. a different belief system, right? If I believed that mm-hmm. the soul of people I loved who were past existed right. in some way, right? Whether it was yeah. in heaven or mm-hmm. in me or reincarnated into my cat or mm-hmm. like whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and I just, I don't. Yeah. And so it's a different kind of loss. I have a, a yeah. close friend from home who lost her daughter recently. Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I, and I, when I saw her, I told her, like, one of the first things I thought was, like, I'm so glad she mm-hmm. believes in, like, God and Jesus and heaven. Right. And even though I don't believe mm-hmm. in those things, I'm so happy that yeah. she has this this feeling she can go to right. of, like... She has that comfort. The comfort that mm-hmm. her daughter is in this, mm-hmm. this actual better place and that she'll... Mm-hmm. They'll be together again in some way. Right. Yeah. And I do think that um, for some people, some beliefs are mm-hmm. partially a way to sort of make sense out of the just absolute chaos yeah. of the world and universe. Yeah. And to feel a sense of comfort and control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think that's unreasonable at all. Yeah. And, you know, who's to say that's not where my beliefs are really rooted. <laughs> I mean, and, and I certainly totally do. Possible. I mean, we can joke as much as we yeah. want about how I don't believe in anything. And I don't believe mm-hmm. in very many things that are, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a, there's a genre of things I don't believe in for yeah. sure. But mm-hmm. of course I believe in some things, right? I believe yeah. in mm-hmm. all kinds of things about you, nature and humanity and yeah. the world. And you made a whole other zine about things you believe in. And I identified yes. four things that I don't believe that you do. I know, although a lot a of them were like a twist on things <laughs> I actually don't believe in. Uh, well, like, I think one of them was my farts smell great. Well, yes, that one which, is like, true. If, you, if I'm saying it in my voice, then yes. But if it's you, then no. Um, and one of the other things we talked about doing at some point was like we would love to hear if there are people who have things they want to know. Like, oh, yeah. If we believe in it. We might do a whole episode on that at some point. But if you're I just like... Great burning desire about a certain thing yeah. feel free to write us on our facebook or our instagram or whatever or burning soul questions burning soul questions if you want to start a band called burning soul don't tell me about it, it sounds terrible yeah i, don't I will never listen to that either. oh that should be what <laughs> we don't have a theme song yet but we will oh, soon whenever yeah. both of our spice. husbands are actually in town at the same time they're yeah. gonna make us a beautiful theme song yeah maybe their band should be the burning souls oh that's a great idea i love that we're getting um, nods. So I actually, I discussed this question with my husband, um, whose name is Dakin. He has a name mm-hmm. and a soul, I, I think. Um, he has a lot of firing neurons. I can see them right now. <laughs> They're firing. They're um, fiery. So I discussed this question with him um, over dinner after we decided this would be our topic. And, I, and he was like, no, I don't believe in souls. And bloody blah, blah, blah. kind of going on and on. Dagan like might get a Team Sharon t-shirt. Well, well, <laughs> wait. So then I was like describing all the things that I think a soul is. And Dagan was like, well, that's your spirit. Okay. And it turns <laughs> out he's a Mormon. Well, no, he was he raised a Mormon. That's um, fair. 
but I guess in Mormonism, there's just different conceptions of, yeah, like yeah. it's, it's a different term. It's probably in um, this book of things from the internet. I it probably is. He's actually that. here tonight. Um, would you like to briefly explain Mormonism? No. He <laughs> no, says he no. Which totally is fair. doesn't want to. Okay. I'm going to find it in it's this fine. papers if it's in here. Um, well, I will, I will explain Mormonism. Scientology is in here. Not a Mormon. Um, but it, Mormonism is literally not in here. Oh, there's a lot of cool stuff. Like when you die, you get your own universe. Yeah. But then I don't understand how that works because wouldn't everyone you love also have their own universe and you could never see them? Maybe each universe is like, maybe you multiply. So you're in your own universe, but you're also in your loved one's universes. But that would mean one person's universe is bigger. Oh yeah, the weight the of the soul. This one is interesting. Anyway, yeah, let's talk about that instead because that's, we're getting into another topic. Um, Parapsychology, um, experiments attempted to prove the existence of the soul. So I was rereading Mary Roach's book, Spook, in preparation for this, which is mm -hmm. basically a whole book where she goes and like talks to the people who are doing this research that are trying to scientifically prove the existence of a soul. Mm -hmm. And it's super interesting and real, not yeah. science. It's a good book. That's also, <laughs> I believe it's the same book where I learned that, um, during seances of old, people would, um, ectoplasm was a big thing back yeah, then. Like she, I'm cheese just at the point with where slime she, on it. Yeah. And apparently it was, it was a known practice to take a big roll of cheesecloth and stick it in your vag and then slowly unroll it. Like, so what? you're like producing ectoplasm. So like during the seance, people wanted to, they wanted yeah. to see ectoplasm appear before That's them. Worse than so you would like, you haven't gotten to that chapter what would happen if she was doing a reading for Mussolini and he was like, sure, she was giving him the eagle eye. It would be. So like one person's dragging cheesecloth out of their, out of their hoo-ha and the other one is touching his balls. <laughs> Just doing a lot of ball rubbing. Wasn't there a particular type of jewel you could substitute for the balls if you didn't have access to them? Maybe. Was that part yeah. of it? Yeah. Let me, hold on. I sent, I'll, I'll find it. Quickly. It was like a shiny, some kind of shiny Here, rock. The book is right in front of me and yeah. I already said it was page 223, I believe. Oh, there you so. go. Yeah. Um, but while she's looking for that, the other thing that we, that is in this parapsychology chapter in Wikipedia is about the weight of the soul. And this was a guy who did experiments, um, right as people were dying, um, to see how much weight they lost at the amount of death. Um, and that's of course where the movie 21 grams, the title of that movie comes right. from. Never saw it. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, that he, he claimed that the weight of the soul was 21 grams. But I guess, uh, according to Wikipedia here, his experience have not been replicable, and so they can't... Shocking! Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I mean, oh, I yeah. too bad. Uh, yeah. But I also don't think that souls exist in the same physical space that we do, which is when we get into the episode about ghosts, that I think will be yeah. a really interesting, uh, a really interesting clash of topics. Okay, here. Hold on. If you don't have... <laughs> hold on. Blah, 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 blah. If you find this act a little embarrassing or don't possess a pair of testicles to touch, magical amulets are still available to protect yes. against the evil eye. You just have to go Thank to Turkey you. or Greece to get them. Okay. So, okay. I, do I know anyone? Never mind. Um, I do. I can get us some. I've just been handed a bulletin. Apparently, there is already a band called The Burning Souls. Fuck those dudes. Their most popular song is called Here Comes the Sun. That sounds like a 
That's a good name for a song. I've I never heard, haven't it. heard that one before. Yeah. There's also a band called This Things I Believe who are on podcasts. Oh, yes. That's right. They're on SoundCloud. And that's, of course... That's why we're This Things <laughs> I Believe podcast. Yeah. Um, and of course, the phrase itself comes from yet another episode of The Simpsons Correct. in which Homer Simpson incorrectly guesses the name of the album he's listening to on the radio as This Things I Believe. It's These Things I Believe. Yeah. But it's funnier this way. It's way funnier. Yeah. Um... I don't, do we, oh, according to shamanism, women have 40 souls and men just one. That's awesome. I really I like that. I believe in that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be 40 soon. God is the supreme soul. Yeah. So, okay. So the whole like divinity and immortality aspect of the soul is, that part of it gets a little hinky for me because I just, like, I think that our souls outlast us and I think they precede us, but I don't. But where do they go? Yeah. And where were they? I really don't know. I yeah. don't know where they go and where and where they were. Um, I have a theory that really, really creeps me out that like my sister who died when I was a child, that maybe her soul travels and like what if her soul came and was the baby I'm going to have? Blech. And that actually creeps me out a lot. Yeah. For, well, I mean, there's a way in which it's really nice and comforting, yeah. but there's another way in which it's like... The exorcist? That's weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... um but if you believe that souls are attached to each other and that some souls like to travel through life together, like it could it make could, sense that yeah. at one point in life, um, your soul is your sister, and then later in life, your soul is your daughter. Yes. Yeah. I had a question for you. Yeah. A particular question. Okay. As a person who, at one point in your life at least, identified strongly with the Christian religion, mm-hmm. do you feel like your time in Christianity affected the way you think of souls not really I used to ask a lot of questions when I was a kid about souls and Mm. like this is actually why I brought in the movie short circuit um because I saw it many times as a child Um, I really don't know that I ever saw it but I feel like I should now you probably should um so I did watch it a lot and there's like a lot of the movie is the people around him are telling him he can't possibly be alive. He can't possibly be human. And he's saying, no, I am. I am. And um, what the Wikipedia article about it actually refers to Johnny Five as a self-aware robot. <laughs> well, and we um, could get into all kinds of questions about right. artificial intelligence. Well, that's where and, it comes up for me is yeah. like this idea of if you can create a robot that can have the thought processes and impulses and emotional responses that Johnny Five has in the movie what's the difference? Like, what, does he have a soul or is he just a really good machine? Um, I also just really And I would like, argue that people are just really good machines. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, I guess, yeah, that's, yeah. I also really like the kind of brute force interpretation of the beginning of a soul in which, like, lightning creates a soul. Like, yeah. I wonder where people got that idea in the first place that, like, obviously, lightning, lightning. will do it. I mean, it's what... <laughs> It's like, uh, in a way, it makes sense, though, because we kind of just yeah. think of everything that way, right? Like, the universe mm-hmm. is created with a bang, and the mm-hmm. uh, little shove of Horus plant was created with a total eclipse of the sun, and whatever mm-hmm. else. There's yeah. just, like, always some sort of, like... Yeah, there's a natural, natural phenomenon that yeah. kicks it all off. Yeah. Because cause what else would do it? Right. It's got to be a it's big flash be of light. lightning. Yeah. <laughs> Something that we don't understand. I have no idea how to tell how long we've been talking. That's an interesting question. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out later. Yeah. Um, anyway, souls. I think we'll have a lot more 
it's going to come up There'll again. There'll be a lot more opportunities to discuss them. Yeah, but this was a time. good a good intro to souls. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have, if you go back to our first episode and listen, and and there are particular things we mention when we're going down mm, the list yeah. that you would want to hear about sooner than later, that's another thing that would be yeah. good to let us know because we're totally. kind of we're yeah. just picking, we're just farting around here. So please tell us your favorite. So good when they're mine. No. <laughs> I gotta tell you, that's wrong. Um, you should have come in my favorite office the other day. Beliefs. I. Oh well. Anyway, you haven't been in my office lately. That's true. <laughs> no Sorry, one's coworkers. They're not there. <laughs> they don't know. Yeah. No one. No one minds if they're not there. Um, so yeah, please leave comments or email us or or whatever people do these days and say what you'd like us to talk about. Snapchat. And snap us. Snap us. Insta baby. Insta, Insta face us. Or um, Insta AF. Yeah, yeah. YouTube us. Leave us a YouTube comment. <laughs> oh Lord, we're hip to the new lingo. You I think it's cats. Hep. I think it's hep, like hepatitis. <laughs> See, I, I think that's a good. I think that's a good final note. Hepatitis is always the best ending. Um, thanks for talking souls with us. Yeah. We'll talk to you again soon. Okay. Bye-bye.